0: Mainly sunny and minus 9 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9 o'clock. I'm Ryan O'Donnell. 1,026 new cases of COVID-19 were reported in the province on Saturday. This is the highest number of cases reported in one day ever for Alberta. Dr. Linora Saxinger, infectious disease specialist at the University of Alberta, says the targets of recent restrictions such as restaurants and sports teams are confusing because there's no way to know for sure where spread is coming from.
1: This is kind of more the approach that we've seen in a lot of jurisdictions where you build up restrictions and see if they're working. I guess the only risk here is that um, given the amount of unknown transmission that we have right now, It's not clear that these restrictions will necessarily map to where our hotspots are.
0: Unfortunately, the province is also confirming an additional three deaths, totaling the death counts to 401. More news in a moment, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic.
2: Light Sunday morning volume and dry road conditions. Just watch for icy spots in residential areas and turning lanes. Just a heads up, we do have that really strong glare factor from the sun this morning, especially for eastbound drivers. So That is the only thing slowing you down this morning. And just a reminder, we do have construction in the northwest. Bonass Road between 45th and 46th Street is closed until tomorrow morning. It's Subaru's fallback into adventure event. Hurry into your Subaru dealer and enjoy rates from as low as 0.5% and a
1: lease bonus of up to $1,000. From the 770 seat to QR traffic, helicopter
0: Much of the province is now suspending indoor group fitness programs and team sports. And as Carolyn Curry de Castillo reports, there is some pushback from parents and businesses.
1: This weekend should normally see rinks and soccer domes filled with kids practicing or playing games, but that won't be the case for the next two weeks as the province tries to limit the spread of COVID-19. Melissa Fromm is a hockey parent in Chestermere. She's encouraging other parents to write to their MLAs to let them know how important sports is to the physical and mental well-being of their kids. She's angry about what she calls the mixed messaging from the province when it comes to what the biggest factors are behind the spread of the virus. 14-year-old Hannah Deck is a hockey player who has sent a letter to the Premier asking to at least allow teams to continue practices with their small cohorts. A petition has also been started to keep Alberta dance studios open. The province says indoor group fitness and team sports can have a high risk of spread because of exertion and often involve mingling before or after the activity. According to numbers released on Friday, 65% of active COVID cases in Alberta have an unknown origin. Carolyn Curry de Castillo, Global News.
0: An Alberta nonprofit organization says there is a gap between the education that students receive in schools and the information they want about energy and the environment. The Alberta Council for Environmental Education has published a report drawn from workshops with students last fall and from a survey earlier this year of 500 youth. Executive Director Gareth Thompson says there were some interesting findings.
3: We had Leger poll 500 Alberta youth ages 15 through 24 in February of this year, and what they found is very disturbing. The majority of youth in Alberta are concerned about climate, but feel they lack the knowledge and power to do something about it.
0: The survey showed 61% of youth were worried about climate change, and 69% were worried about their future in relation to the economy and the environment. A Calgary man who until now has been living in shelters and on the street now has a place to call home. And it's all thanks to the work of some local women. Through government assistance, Richard Russell's been able to afford monthly rent. But coming up with damage deposits and finding a willing landlord have been barriers. However, some local women raised money and got him the home he needed. Russell is thankful the group stepped up to help him start a new chapter in his life.
4: It's exciting.
5: Never expected it, actually. This is... Pretty much all theirs. I have a pair of pants, a couple jackets, and uh, three pairs of socks. I guess it means I'm loved. It's been a long time.
0: He hopes the certainty of knowing where he'll be sleeping will allow him to focus on hobbies and giving back. Global News Sky Tracker weather clearing this morning. A high of plus three, wind gusting west to 40 kilometers per hour. Clear tonight, a low of minus four, sunny tomorrow, and a high of plus one. It's minus 9 at 9.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Ryan O'Donnell.
6: Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. It is November the 15th. And uh, quite a gorgeous little day we had yesterday. This a little plus two or three. Today we're going sort of around the same, maybe a little bit warmer and then... Looks like a decent week. Trying to get a few things done outside, and uh, not too much snow, and a lot of people out getting getting ready for Christmas already. Trying to get everything done, and uh, before the crowds get crazy, which is which is good. And our Christmas, I guess, our in-house Christmas market is all all ready to go. Suzanne and the team down at Spruce have done a great job to get everything up and going, and lots of great Christmas decor is in the store now. Uh, Christmas trees, we've had lots of calls. I know on the news there was a talk of a shortage. I know that it's going to be tight this year. I'm not too sure how the shortage is going to come about. Um, I know we got shorted a little bit, but we've made up some and we're able to get a bunch more. So hopefully we have enough to get through the season. But uh, that being said, um, we'll get ours in just just after the 23rd of November. And uh, I find that sort of gives everybody enough time to where they're going to stay fresh and uh, do really good for you in the house. But we have lots of greens. We had lots of people in yesterday. Sure, nice to see people out. And we've expanded our our heated area so we have a lot more space for for you to do the physical distancing, um, shopping, which is nice. And we have lots of room, big aisles. And, uh, so lots of stuff, lots of tropical plants going out, lots of people doing that kind of thing on the gardening as well, which is pretty nice. And, uh, it's always just, it's just good to be, um, in there in this, in this winter when it's cold, you go in there, it just feels like a little tropical paradise. So it's pretty cool. And it feels just feels good. good. And, uh, if you'd like to call me, the texts and the phone lines are wide open you can give me a call at 403-974-8255 or from out of town, 1-800-563-7770. And that is the talk and text line. I already got one text up on the line already. Ooh, this doesn't look good. It says, what is going on with my pines? Yeah, you're getting some winter burn, or I'm not too sure if that was from last year or that just happened, but you're getting a bit of burn on the outside. Some of it's in the middle. Most of the tips look good. Um, I think this is a, it looks like a type of, uh, too sure exactly what kind of pine it is. It, it's not a white pine, but that looks like the new growth, if I go on the very top of it, looks like it never really came out. So I'm assuming you just planted these this year. It looks like they're kind of stunted. Just ensure that it wasn't planted too deep. And uh, you maybe pull some of that bark mulch away and uh, just to make sure it um, can breathe. But the tips look green. So it's a bit of old needles that kind of went. There's some branches where the needles on the tips are gone. So um, on this one, I would just let it go through the winter and see what uh, it comes of in the winter time. over the in next spring. It looks like there's lots of new growth on there, but this picture looks like you maybe took it a little while ago um, as there's no snow or anything. So I'm assuming it looks like you had some winter burn from last year. So let's hope that uh, that can come through it. And uh, so what I do is also early spring, give it some 30-10-10 to help get that going. And that should definitely help out with that situation. Hopefully, you should be able to grow through that. When they first get um, planted, and in Calgary, it's dry, and on some of the pines, Uh, and again, I'm trying to figure out what kind of pine it is, and because it doesn't look like a mountain pine, but I could be a little bit wrong because it has bigger spacing. So as long as if it's an Austrian pine, they're they're just not quite as hardy for here so you might have a bit of an issue there so if you want to text me back and say let me know what's going on what type it is and uh and and then we can maybe try and help you out hopefully and uh, and go from there but if you'd like to call me again like phone lines are wide open 403 974 8255 and that is the talk and text line few things going on obviously Point poinsettias, you're going to see them all over the place right now. They just came in, and uh, we got our fresh Alberta-grown um, poinsettias are in stock now, which is awesome. And they look really, really good this year. So it was uh, nice to see. And also, I got a text that says, what are these dog poops all over this willow? Well, my guess is that it's not a willow. That would be a native chokecherry. And that is the dreaded black knot that in, is infested most of our um, chokecherries and then goes into the Schuberts and things like that. So that would be my my guess that it's hard to see. But yeah, if I'm looking at that, that's definitely a chokecherry tree, not a willow. So that... Uh, that is what you got there. Is you got some black knot, and unfortunately, it's in the Silver Springs Cooley. Um, one thing, yeah, and it's sort of all over in the native variety. So it's, it, and that's sort of why I don't sell the Schubert choke chair anymore. It just there's so many of this uh, infestation of the black knot that it just it's it's just hard. I know there's a few. Brands or or species of chokecherry that don't get that Um, black knot or very little of it, but they're just not in production. The growers have been forced to move on to newer, more, I guess, aesthetically pleasing uh, Schuberts that just aren't as hardy. And that's sometimes the problem with the slicing scene. Agreement that a lot of the growers have, they get forced into dropping some good stuff that we've had in the past forced into growing new stuff to keep their licenses. So, anyways, that's how that goes. <laughs> it's not it's not great for for some of us on some of this thing in the gardening. So, and just after the first break, around nine twenty ish, I'm going to have uh, Jen. We're going to talk about what's hot in the greenhouse. I know we're going to talk about poinsettias, ferns, zygo cactus, a few other things that she has in store there, and also we're going to get some gift ideas. And uh, so just um, there's lots of, and I know a lot of people took up gardening this year. So there's there's lots of great ideas that you can do um, for those gardeners in your life. And, and I, I find them really, they're usually quite nice gifts um, for people because they, they get to have something they have to grow, whether it's a gift card or a terrarium or a, a kit of some sort or a bunch of seeds or just a super nice tropical plant. Anyways, lots of lots of great gift ideas. And uh, so anyways, and also with the markets this year, we've had a ton of people asking about our Santa event. I've just checked in with the new restrictions with AHS. So we just really, really want to make sure we're following the rules. And uh, they said they're going to get back to us this coming week. So we'll be able to have that firmed up and how we're going to address that. I think we're going to be okay to be able to do it because we're doing outside, and I was chatting with Santa. He's all on board, and the reindeers are ready. Um, We just have to make sure that we're uh, keeping everybody safe, and we want to make sure we follow follow all the guidelines given to us by AHS um, to do our part. And uh, with the physical distancing and the safe shopping that we're doing at the store, we want to continue that if we're going to do an event with Santa. So... Because we know it's important to, uh, to have Santa there with the kids and and me, uh, everybody who who, uh, who comes and sees Santa. Um, and ours is one of the only events where you get to see the reindeer. He he doesn't always bring them with him. So, but this time he's gonna hopefully bring them down. We're all set up for it, like I said. But we'll we'll update that this coming week. So just keep an eye on our social media, and we will definitely be posting. Um, our Santa event coming up and there's lots of good events I know with global TV and also 770 their charity events have have changed a little bit so a lot more online but they're still going on which is good so if you're if you're able to give uh, look out for those charities going into this season and uh, and let's hopefully we can all get through this and uh, and get past it and uh, and and get going by Christmas time hopefully the next couple of weeks if we all be a little safe, but you've heard lots of that from everybody else. You don't need to totally hear it from me, but I will mention it. And we're we at for time, around 9, 16. One other thing to didn't mention when it warms up this week, if you haven't sprayed any wilt-proof on your trees or shrubs, on your evergreens like cedars, your upright junipers, your Calgary boxwood, things like that, it's a, it's a great right. time that you're able to go out and, uh, and give them a shot of that anti-desiccant will proof. It's the same stuff you use on, on your Reese and your outdoor porch pots and all that. It works really, really good It just seals in the moisture and it just keeps them all fresh over the winter time. Cause man, you can feel it even with a little bit of snow, but it's dry here. Uh, I know a buddy of mine, Steve, he just, he just came back from Mexico. He, he lives down there and he, he was uh he did his quarantine time and then he he came back and I uh, spent some time with his mom and dad and but he's just saying how dry in in the compared to <laughs> down there obviously in Mexico so um, anyways I'm gonna take a break and I will not say anyways anymore we're gonna take a break and when we get back we'll hopefully take some callers do a few texts and you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Calgary's favorite Christmas store, Spruce It Up Garden Center. Spruce It Up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And uh, I love this time of year. It sort of gets you away from everything, too, and you get to uh, uh, get into the into the spirit of the season. And uh, a lot of people are decorating their houses and doing all that fun stuff. I I know my wife already has. <laughs> we already have quite a few trees, but it takes her two or three weeks to get the, the house Looking good, so it's uh, it's very Christmasy around our place, which is pretty awesome. And right now, I'm going to go to the phone lines and we're going to chat with Jean. Good morning, Jean.
7: Good morning, Merle. How are I you today? Pretty good, and how's yourself?
6: I'm doing great, actually. You
7: know, just... I don't know how to pronounce it, but is it a ficus?
6: F-I-Ficus, yeah. yep.
7: Yeah. Okay, beautiful when bought, it was bought bit earlier this week, I think around Wednesday, but then the leaves started turning brown and starting
6: to fall off. Um, typically, if they're going brown, um, did it get maybe dried out or possibly chilled or frozen? Or was it a cool day when you brought it home? or
7: I think it wasn't too bad, but it, I almost thought if it could have been over-watered, could that um, happen?
6: Typically, they don't go brown. They'll go yellow and the leaves drop off when they're... Ficus don't like it. Yeah, Ficus don't like when they get a change like that, like a real. Um, so, suddenly when you bring them in, if they're near a draft or something. So, when you bring home a ficus, you have to make sure that they are wrapped good, you know, like okay. in a paper sleeve of some sort with, when you right. bring it home. Yeah,
7: that's and a
6: Yeah, so if if it didn't get wrapped when you brought it home, that could have been a a challenge for it because okay. typically they. They like that, or it could have got dried out. Usually when they go brown, it gets too dry. Um, For the ficus, when they get too wet, they go yellow and the leaves just drop off. Okay, There's a good chance, like they they can do a transition. So what I would do is just um, look at maybe, is it, how big of a pot is it in?
7: Oh, it's in a large one, like a a dinner.
6: Okay. Um, So it's probably good. So I just get into a good, decent sunny spot water it well and just let it get adjusted to its new home okay. and then maybe in a week or two give it a shot of fertilizer 20-20-20 so there's hope for, it. for that. yeah because <laughs> if they drop their leaves when they don't like what's going on they'll just drop their leaves right they tell you hey I don't like this oh
7: well, they got so. pretty angry I'll tell you alright well I'll sure baby it and see if I can salvage it
6: Yeah, that would be good. Um, And yeah, just get into some decent light and just let it sit. Let it get adjusted. Make sure it's not near any drafts or anything. Okay. Because that's one plant that just, it doesn't like change a ton. Like, and it definitely doesn't like draft.
7: Very sensitive.
6: Yeah, they are a little sensitive. Yes. So.
7: Well, thank you for your advice. I'll take it. I'll see what I can do.
6: Thanks, Carol. Awesome. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, Jean. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, and I am I think Jen should be on the line there. Liam is – all right, let's 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 go to Jen, and we're going to see what's hot in the greenhouse today. Good morning, Jen.
2: Good morning, Merle. How are you?
6: Good. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. It's gorgeous. It's looking
6: good in your little oasis down there?
2: It's looking fantastic and super colorful. Sure is. Yeah.
6: Nice. Yeah, the mm-hmm. point poinsettias sure make a big difference. Eh? When they come in, they give you that just that bright red.
2: Do they ever, especially when they're that large. Those large yeah. ones that we have, they just take up so much room
6: in their gorgeous, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, uh, and again, just uh, we head into the season and uh, into the Christmas season and the uh, houseplant season. I guess people, we get bunkered in our houses for the next six, eight months, unfortunately, with winter time and obviously with COVID, maybe a yes. little bit more. So, yes. uh, um, but but we got to make the best of it, right? And that's sort of where doing some house plants or different things. So, so what do you got for the Christmas season? Like, what type of plants do we typically have?
2: Well, the poinsettias obviously are in, and we have all kinds of sizes and the colors, and they're moving. Yeah. People are people know they're coming, and so they're after them. And then obviously the Christmas slash Thanksgiving giving cactus um, yeah. has been in here as well, and so those are moving pretty quickly as well. And I'm finding people are looking after. Um, certain colors which we have, so it's nice to have the variety, not just a, a pink or a purple. Um, yeah, we have some of those peachy ones, and then the white ones. I've seen people kind of they're asking for that as well. Um, we what? have some winterberry. We have some evergreens in that, like tiny ones that people are using for planting. Okay, yeah. So,
6: and one thing's right. nice with the zygos, and they love being planted together. Because I know at my house, I planted three together to get some different color. Nice. so i picked three different color and put them into a pot and they sent they tend to bloom all at the same time and actually, should uh-huh. starting to bloom as well as there are the thanksgiving variety so and that's obviously the, <laughs> the american thanksgiving that we that they seem to follow for whatever reason yeah yeah um, um, pretty other way and also one other thing how's the amaryllis is uh looking
2: Oh, they're looking beautiful. They're um those guys are moving as well. Some of you know, some are coming up and putting on a show already. And uh yeah, they're stunning. They're I haven't to be honest, Merle, I haven't looked at the front of the store as much because I've been dealing more in the back with the set and the I <laughs> Um so you yeah. kinda called my bluff right there. But they're um they're more in the in the front of the store as soon as you walk in, those Amaryllis. and I know that we've had some on the counter as well with
6: the Girls Art Cash. Yeah, well we yeah, 'cause we, we haven't got the ones in with the kits. And then the right. ones in the wax cover, right? Like they're kind yeah. of in a wax where you don't have to do anything to them. Um, mm-hmm. We have those in stock right now. And, uh, but I I love them because they're a true color. Like they're, like I'm a, tr- i am a like traditional, like that, the red poinsettia, the white poinsettia, the mm-hmm. bright red emerald. because the tr- colors are so true, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. just, it just, this pure color. So it, they're, they're pretty awesome. And you get that with a lot of your bulbs. So. Yeah, which is yeah. kind of
2: nice. There's been people buying those um, as
6: well. Mm-hmm. And and then what else you got going out there?
2: Well, I was going to um, I was going to mention to you as well that people are really shopping for gifts for their friends or their family, and they've okay. got all kinds of people are after those tiny succulents, which is cool because they don't have to spend a ton of money. They just they get a cute, trendy plant, and that's part of their gift. And it's it's easy. We have lots of those. They're moving quickly as well. The those succulents in the new house. Um, awesome so yeah those are great little gift ideas easy super easy we've got all those seed packets as well i had a lady in that she was so excited about that corn salad seed that we had um so that's in the top house the seeds are an amazing gift because we're coming into that season faster than we know i know we haven't had christmas yet but it's coming absolutely hey jen
6: i'm just going to put you on hold and then we'll Mm -hmm. just finish up with a few more gift ideas okay um just after the break i just got to take a quick break you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr
0: Mainly sunny and minus 8 in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9.30. I'm Ryan O'Donnell. 1,026 new COVID-19 cases were reported by Alberta Health, a daily high. Currently, there are 256 people in hospital. 54 of those are in intensive care. The province is getting some pushback on its decision to pause team sports due to COVID-19. A petition has been started to keep Alberta dance studios open. The province says indoor group fitness and team sports can have a high risk of spread because of exertion and often involve mingling before or after activity. Alberta's energy minister is forecasting a long legal fight over the future of Enbridge's Line 5 pipeline. Sonia Savage says an attempt to buy Michigan's governor to shut down the pipeline will end up in the American courts. Global News SkyTracker weather clearing this morning with a high of plus three. It's minus eight degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10. I'm Ryan
6: O'Donnell. Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And if you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open 403. 974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770 those are the talk and text lines so either one is would be great and we're going to go back to Jen and finish up our conversation uh with some gift ideas for for the gardener in your life so as we're as we're heading to this season so so Jen what else would you uh, would you suggest that you have hiding in all the corners up there at the garden center
2: (laughs) oh well if it's things for me i don't think that's what you're asking but um, (laughs) garden snips are always um a nice thing to have for anybody especially when you use them as much as any gardener does um so new snips are great right so we have those in the breezeway we've got gardening gloves we've got all the all the goodies that way for for actually being out there and getting dirty we also have those aprons in as well which are super cool I love that you brought in this year um they're in a basket right now inside the old truck yeah house. they're almost
6: a, a real light canvas so they give you that nice look and mm-hmm. uh, and and you you tried them out for a few weeks and you you gave it the thumbs up for comfort
2: yeah for sure they're super slick and I like that um, if you have things in your pocket it's not it's not weighing down around your neck, so that's really
6: handy as well. Well, I, whenever I'm out gardening, I got I got, I got pruners hanging out of my short <laughs> pockets. I got things laying around, and, and yeah. So, and some days, be, God, it'd be nice to have an apron. So, finally, <laughs> I seen those ones, and they look decent. So you don't look mm-hmm. like a. Uh, a bit of a, <laughs> I don't want to say what I don't. I didn't want to. So I want to look cool when I'm out gardening at least. So so something like yeah, that. um We got some pretty cool, some cool aprons out there. So if you want to look cool when you're gardening, or even Absolutely. just walking around the yard pretending you're gardening, whatever <laughs> well,
2: works. Well, hold your on margarita. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there it is. That's that's a nice summer imagination there. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people are amazed at the pots that we have in store. I mean, I know that's not you know, exactly a plant that we're talking about, but pots, pots, pots. There's so many pots and I use them for everything in my house from pens to anyway, but we have such a selection of pots and um, people are usually mind blown by that.
6: Yeah, we we work hard at trying to find and pots that some don't have holes in them. I'm um, mm-hmm. more of the decor pot, but we also have tons and tons with with the holes with the built-in trays in them for for the drainage and all that. But we do pride ourselves in having the best selection of pottery in Calgary, absolutely. So yeah, we really if, do. If you are looking for pots. We lots of pots. So <laughs> um, and that that uh, and what else was I trying to think on. For gift oh. ideas, and I guess there's always gift cards that from any of your local garden centers as well. If your if you if your gardener has a favorite spot in town, um, pick them up uh, a gift card. I know we get a lot of people getting those for for friends and stuff like that at Spruce. ferns, so Merle,
2: ferns.
6: That's oh yeah, Boston ferns. Yeah, and they're, they're and actually when I was talking about dry air, those are perfect because that's what they do. They actually build up the humidity. Correct.
2: But they they do yeah, and they're super easy to take care of that way with the humidity. You just it's that's yeah, they're just kind of a, a bonus all the way around for in, the air in your house. And then you're going to stay on top of the humidity anyway, um, taking care of it.
6: And they remove, yeah. and this is what the this Google thing told me last night oh. that they remove the harmful air pollutants from yes. the environment as well.
2: I, be- I think are they on NASA's list? I'm not sure. I would have to look again. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah, not on our
6: list. So. Who cares about NASA? Yeah. Right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> totally fair. We need to do yeah. that. We need to put out some lists tomorrow.
6: Yeah, and, and Zoe brought in a great uh she just brought in a big shipment from Florida a couple of weeks ago. So we got mm-hmm. lots of lots of great tropical plants. So again, thanks for your time today, Jen. And uh thanks, if you man. want to go down and see Jen, she'll be down there directing traffic, plants and uh <laughs> and all the other fun stuff. Awesome. Thank you. Th- thanks, Jen. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. All right. And uh and that is um it's it's interesting down at the the garden center when you see the different plants and i know her and she has a couple of young people working with her jonah and jessica in the greenhouse and uh they just it's this fun watching the young people come in and we're seeing tons of young kids coming in families shopping and just love seeing them when they get the plant and and when a young kid gets his first plant and they're just looking at it and they, they look up at you, look what I got, I got my own plant. So it, it's it's pretty cool and it's something that catches and I was lucky to be a, a gardener at a young age with my mom and uh, and my dad a bit, not, not quite as much, but my mom always had uh, lots of gardening so I was, I was fairly fortunate to be exposed to it early on in life. So it was good. Got quite a few texts. I got someone here asking, <clears throat> good morning. I know it's a bit early, but could you please go over the proper way of preparing and then looking after your Christmas tree? Um, and and it is an important thing um, about, if you are going to get a fresh cut tree, is is the proper care, especially in Calgary. One of the most important things, is getting a good stand with a good water reservoir that's gonna hold a couple liters of water because a good, healthy, um, fresh-cut Fraser fur that we bring in and typically, they can drink up to two liters a day. So that's like one of those big milk jugs a day um, when you bring it into the house for the first few days when they rehydrate, it's just amazing how much they can drink. So first and foremost, you want to get yourself a good stand with a good reservoir. And if you're, if you're coming down to the garden centers and you're buying your tree, if you're not going to set it up right away, don't do a fresh cut. If you're doing it within the day or so, it's fine to do the fresh cut at the store, and most places do it for you. I know we have our, our guys at the store doing fresh cuts for everybody. And uh, so that's important. You want to take off at least an inch. You want to get into the capillaries. So you want new, fresh, healthy capillaries that aren't packed and, and sealed up with all the sap. So you want to do a nice, fresh cut. And I like to put it into a little bit of warm water, and then I use the tree preserve into the water. And the key part is ensuring that it's there's lots of water and and filling it up. Sort of every half a day, if you put in two liters Fill up again, and especially for the first four or five days, you'll be amazed at how much. Then it'll start slowing down to about a liter a day. And uh, and then after that, every couple of days you'll need to fill it up. But just keep on top of it, keep it away from any heat vents. If you're gonna put it near near a heat vent, cover it up, close the heat vent, and then cover it up, and uh and then you should be fine. Some people Um, Have used the Wilt Proof on them as well. That definitely adds a little extra insurance. It keeps the needles on them. I know that's what we use if you do those fresh arrangements in your house or if you use the cedar rope on the mantel, things like that. Um, The Wilt Proof does make a big, big difference, especially on your outdoor porch pots. I know Chris, when she's making them and uh, at the store, she's – this gives them a really good coating. All of ours are treated with the wilt proof to ensure that they'll last for the season for you. And uh, so that makes all the difference. So a few of those things, and uh, and then you should be good. Then your, your greens are going to stay nice and healthy. And uh, and that's the thing. If, you, if you're if you buying greens, make sure they are fresh. I've seen some in some of the other box stores. A bit. They've been out there for two or three weeks already, which is pretty early. Uh, we just got ours in. We keep them in a cool spot. So just just watch, make sure you start with nice fresh greens to to get going on your projects because um, we are a little bit early, so you want to make sure that they're going to last all the way through the season. And right now I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, Emerald Coombs. And actually, got a text um, from one of our listeners, she or he, about. They said two years ago we asked questions about orchids. We knew nothing. After all this time, my faithful and my faithful bride. This is what we have: basically, a gorgeous orchid, and and blooms. And what they they wash it down the first and the fifteenth every month. They fertilize it with a high middle number, so they're using the a nineteen thirty-one, but similar to a fifteen thirty-two. Um, yeah, 15, very similar numbers, and that's the blooming one. So, and then just leave it alone, absolutely, and uh, and that's the best thing to do with orchids. They don't like a whole lot of fuss, so a lot of times, if you just just let them do their thing, they're gonna look gorgeous for you. Looks perfect. And I'm going to go with the phone lines right now. I got, and I wrote the name down, <laughs> Duncan. Sorry. I just, good morning, Duncan. How are you? How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. Good, good. How can I help you? Uh, anyways, I have two questions.
5: Okay. Um, I have an avocado plant. Okay. It's Did you actually, start that from seed?
6: Pardon me? Did you start it yourself?
5: Uh, yeah, I started it myself. Oh, nice. So anyways, um, it's about three feet tall. Okay. And then it's lost all its leaves. Okay. And I thought, well, maybe I should just get rid of it.
6: No, they sometimes will go through that, um, like, a, they're like a deciduous tree as well, right? So yeah. sometimes, depending on, uh, on, on the, the type, and maybe it just got triggered to drop some of its leaves... And the same like when you're in California, you'll see certain trees will just drop. And if it's been healthy all the time, I would think, did it sort of just drop them one day or did it just no, did it take a, a of time? No, over a period of time,
5: maybe about two weeks.
6: Yeah. So I just think it went into a bit of a dormant period. Yeah. So I would just continue looking after it like a, like a regular house plant, um, let it dry in between waterings. Um, you can and probably let's leave it for a bit but then you can start on a fertilizer program as well just get on the 153015 I can't find 153015 I know we have it down at the garden center that's Bruce Um, it was an old formulation that the 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 larger ones and the ones that produce for the boxer, they switch to a less expensive, okay. and then so I I got that made back myself to the fifteen thirty fifteen. Oh, okay, it's just a really good proven, and if you can find some close like some with a high middle number, okay. it works well. But if you can, if you want to come down, we have the fifteen thirty fifteen. Okay, and uh, it's a good water soluble, for, and you use it for all your flowering plants, yeah. and things like that. So, anyways, but, what it's
5: doing now is that all the leaves fell off except the very top. Okay. And, and I got a couple of small leaves. And then on the side now, uh, there are leaves coming out. Yeah.
6: I was really surprised. Yeah. So that's – and is there anything coming out from the top as well or just, yeah. just on yeah. the – Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well,
5: what I did is I pinched it off. Eh? Okay. And uh, I, I just kind of left it to see what I would do. My, <laughs> my wife is really keen on getting rid of it. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, yeah. it's 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 in a big you. pot, eh? Yeah. Uh, she no, says, did, well, if it looks like a dead stick in there,
5: right? So Yeah. So anyway, she's uh started to look at it and she said, "Oh, that's
6: interesting." So I think she's going to let me keep she's it on for board a while. now with you. Yeah. So. awesome. So, so yeah, just keep it in a in a brighter spot too, like in the winter time our days get pretty short. Yeah. So I know like I put my lemon tree like right in the south facing window. And uh, and just keep it in there because they're another one. that Sometimes they'll lose their leaves over the winter time as well. Yeah. And so avocados, lemons, very similar. So so this this tree is about uh, well, tree or plant is facing east, so it actually is getting out direct sunlight right now. Yeah, it gets it in the morning.
5: Yeah.
6: Um, but yeah, whatever brightest window you have in your house that you have room for it, I, that's where I would recommend it goes. Yeah. So. so my next question. Yep. Uh, uh, I, have a, I have raspberry plants outside. Okay.
5: So anyways, um, I was cleaning everything up, and I noticed on the leaves, that, like they're br- dark green on the top, and yeah. then the white on the bottom. And I wondered if it had some kind of fungus or disease
6: on it. Is that, was that in the summertime, you mean? Well, no, this was in the fall. Okay. Yeah, they do sometimes in the lower parts. If if the, if the water or the sprinklers tend to hit the lower leaves, yeah. and if it's a bit shady down there, you'll get the powdery mildew on the bottom. And you can treat that with pure spray green Okay, if you are getting a bit. But then just watch that you're not spraying the leaves too much on the raspberries. Okay. Because they have that furry leaf, right? Yeah. And so they, a lot of those plants that have that little bit of uh, fur on their leaves, they don't like to be too wet all the time. Yeah. So.
5: Well, it's lost everything. It's just, yeah. uh, there's sticks.
6: Now, can I cut them back? Yep. So what you want to do is you want to cut back, like, two-year-old wood. So I'm not too sure how old these are. Yeah. So when you look in there, you'll see a gray and a brown. Typically, yeah. so you want to cut out the gray, like the older-looking wood. Okay. And then next year, you leave what's there now, and that'll give you your fruit and everything, and then you'll get new wood next year. So every, it's just a cycle. You take out the old wood every every spring.
5: Yeah, well, we did get raspberries off it. Actually, maybe three or four cups. So
6: I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, well, anyways, thank you. Thanks, Duncan. Thanks for calling, and uh, have a great rest of the weekend. I will. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, and I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Let Gardening. i Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line, but if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. Right now, I'm going to go to Steve. Good morning, Steve. Oh, hi, Merle. Uh, let's talk trees. Awesome. Uh, let's do
4: that. Okay. Um, I live in uh, Charleswood. It's a uh, area is about 60 years old on average and he used to send yeah, the elementary the home. Yeah, yeah. they used to send the elementary home kids home with these, uh, little trees, uh, 50 years ago. eh? the little,
6: so little those,
4: spruce uh, trees, right? Just little spruce trees and all the kids planted them. And now of course, that's why the whole area is full of these giant <laughs> spruce trees. Yep. But, uh, I got a big one in my backyard and right beside it. And it could be part of the same one. I'm not sure. Is a, uh, is a small one about, uh, four or five inches thick next to one that's like got an 18 inch stump should that little one be taken away will it affect the big one or is it likely two separate trees and they're good or what do you think
6: I'm um, likely two separate trees and they're probably good unless it's growing right into it or something like that I, I would probably just leave it um you could i don't know if you're able to text me a picture to the same phone number i could probably have a little better look at it and uh and give you a little advice um, over the text if you like. But typically when they're growing um, close together, and if it's been like that for a while, you're just better to leave them. Um, okay. So just, to, just depending what it, what it's doing, like I said, if there's enough room for them both to grow, then great. If not, um, without exposing too much of the – if it's growing right up tight along it, like the full five feet, sometimes when you remove it, you open up wounds and stuff like that. So all depends on how it's situated – um, Steve, so if you, like I said, if you could send me a quick picture, I okay. can have a look. And, and... And,
4: and one other quick question is, okay. uh, like this pine beetle's taking out all these pine trees everywhere. So yep. if I plant, plant a, a pine tree, just, to, you know, kind of be different because everybody's got all these spruce yep. here. Do they do as well as the spruce here?
6: Absolutely, yeah. There's a couple of varieties that seem to be um, pine beetle resistant to, like the mountain pines. And that, like, I haven't seen the pine beetle in the city. Um, so, like, the mountain pine is phenomenal. Um, I, I love using them with in my landscape because, like you're saying, you see spruce everywhere. The the pine just give you a little bit of different texture, and, and the I, I love yeah they're di- and they're just nice and the mountain pines stay fairly narrower too like they only get about 10 to 12 feet wide so they make great backyard trees and even front yard trees compared to a big spruce where they're getting 20 or 30 feet wide when they get big so these okay. just stay nice and tight and uh, a little more column there so yeah um, get one last thing in absolutely go ahead
4: yeah, if that guy Duncan there, if his wife makes him give up that avocado plant, you text me, I'll take it.
6: <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right, Duncan, Thanks, there man. you go. You got a home for it. Thanks, Steve. Have a good one. Bye bye. Yeah, you too. Bye bye. No, and uh and that that there's always lots of people that uh um will help out and and Steve's offering his help to Duncan if he has to get rid of his avocado plant and maybe they can uh share a bit of uh, avocado toast or something later on in life. And uh, I I think there's probably a lot of that going on, um, growing different things like pineapples. Like if you cut the top off a pineapple, um, the green part, if you buy a fresh pineapple at the store, you let it callous for two or three days, let it dry out, dip it into a little bit of rooting hormone. You can stick that right into soil. You can grow your own pineapple. And if you have the avocados if you're making guacamole, you can save the seed out of those and, and get them growing quite easily. So there's all kinds of different things that you can play with. Lemons. I know I got uh, probably eight lemons on my tree right now, and about four of them are ready to harvest off. Well, so And you can grow those from seed as well. So uh, we got a long winter ahead of us here coming up, and uh, I don't think we're going to be doing much traveling, so – Um, Maybe look at doing some of those little fun little projects and see what you can get growing in your house. And what time is it right here? It's probably time to go. Got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: Mainly sunny and minus eight in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Ryan O'Donnell. The president of the Alberta Federation of Labor says the province needs to take a new approach to fighting COVID-19. Gil McGowan says the pandemic continues to rage on in Alberta because the province is prioritizing the economy. McGowan says that approach doesn't work and Alberta needs to tighten restrictions. This is all so much worse than last spring. That's why on behalf of the Alberta Federation of Labour, I'm supporting the call issued by Alberta doctors, nurses, health care workers and health policy experts for a so-called circuit breaker lockdown to get the pandemic under control. McGowan says Alberta should take a crush and contain approach to the virus similar to ones adopted in Australia and New Zealand. For the second Saturday in a row, Alberta reported a new record for the number of daily COVID-19 cases. Global's Courtney Davidson reports.
8: Last Saturday, the province shattered its COVID-19 case count record as it reported 919 cases. This Saturday, topping that record with 1,026 new cases along with three new additional deaths linked to the virus. Two of the deaths reported Saturday were in the Edmonton zone, a man in his 50s and a man in his 70s. The third death was a man in his 60s from Calgary. His death was linked to the outbreak at Waverley House Personal Care Home. On Thursday, Premier Jason Kenney announced new restrictions for two weeks to help stop the rising case numbers and hopefully stop the health system from being overwhelmed. Indoor group fitness classes and team sports will be prohibited for two weeks and restaurants and pubs must stop liquor sales by 10 p.m. and close by 11. These measures will be in place until at least November 27th. Courtney Davidson, Global News.
0: A new survey from Simon Fraser University and the Autism Community Training Organization shows the COVID-19 pandemic has cut off neurodiverse kids with special needs from vital supports. Deborah Pugh, the executive director for ACT, says that has left their caregivers feeling abandoned by the provinces.
9: You know, nearly 40% of families were concerned that their child with autism was a threat to another member of the family, often siblings or, or maybe attacking their parents, not because these kids are bad, but because they're living usually with a high level of anxiety. And for the children, they've had everything in their lives pulled out from underneath them. And they are flailing around.
0: A survey of 238 caregivers covering the months between March and June also shows 9% had considered putting their child into government care due to lack of support. Some Humboldt Bronco's parents say they're furious that neither the federal or provincial governments have done enough to make highways safer in the wake of the fatal bus crash. Michelle Stratnitsky, whose son Ryan was severely injured in the accident, says by now seatbelts should have been installed and made mandatory on all buses across the country.
6: It's disgusting that nothing has changed. This is not okay. We should not be fighting for this Two and a half years after the, fu- the the bus crash. It's not right. It's just, it's a no brainer. It really is.
0: Transport Canada has mandated seatbelts to be installed on all new highway buses, but says school buses have a good safety record and it isn't required. NASA forecasters now say there's a 50 50 chance that weather conditions will postpone tonight's SpaceX launch. Reporter Gio Benitez is following developments from Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Four astronauts are expected to board the SpaceX Crew Dragon Resilience for that historic launch as the first operational crew aboard a commercial spacecraft. But all eyes on the weather. Will rain, thick clouds, or lightning get in the way? NASA concerned not just about the rocket lifting off, but also coming back down after releasing the astronauts into orbit. The resilience craft was supposed to lift off yesterday. The launch was bumped a day in order to give SpaceX booster landing platform enough time to get into position in the rough waters of the Atlantic. Global News SkyTracker weather clearing this morning. Wind west at 40 kilometers per hour. Gusts late in the morning, a high of 3 degrees. Clear tonight, wind becoming light early in the evening, a low of minus 4. Sunny tomorrow with increasing clouds in the afternoon and a high of plus 1. It's minus 8 at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Ryan O'Donnell.
6: Good morning and welcome back to the second hour of Let's Talk Gardening. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255 or one eight hundred five six three seven 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 zero, and uh i guess one thing feels like spring if you're if you're watching uh, masters on tv it got postponed till till here in november but that's typically a springtime tradition and i kind of miss seeing all the azaleas in bloom when you're watching the masters um, still looks pretty gorgeous obviously it's uh Nice and warm down there in uh, Augusta, Georgia. But being a gardening guy, you always seem to pay attention to the certain things, and uh, and just seeing all the all the azaleas and bloom in the springtime down there. Um, kind of miss seeing that. And, uh, anyways, let's go to the phone lines and chat with Lou. Good morning, Lou.
5: Yeah. Good morning.
6: How are you today? I'm fine. Good, good. How can I help you?
5: Yes, I've got a Norfolk pine in my house here, and it's uh, growing pretty big.
6: Okay. So yeah, they can get I just quite thinking big on maybe you. I should cut it, or what do you think <coughs> I should do? Um, About how big is it right now? Uh, it's about eight feet. Yeah. But it's just about reaching the ceiling here now. <laughs> about half yeah, an it, inch from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you could probably... Take a couple feet off if you wanted to. Um, it's not ideal, right? Like they kind of like to be – so anytime it gets new growth, there's a couple methods you could do. You could just keep it at the height it's at. Anytime uh-huh. it sends up new growth going upwards, you could just break that off or cut it off at the top.
10: The very top, eh? Yeah. Okay.
6: Because that's sort of – it'll keep trying to push up. But if you just try and just like people in the front yard, sometimes you'll see where they shape their spruce trees Yeah, yeah. and they keep them at a certain height, but you need to do that all the time. So every, anytime you see a new growth come up, you'll have to just cut it. Oh, I
5: see. You could take it down. I I wouldn't
6: recommend, sorry?
5: It'll grow wider. It'll spread, right?
6: Yeah. So same thing, like it's at eight feet. It's probably getting pretty wide on you as well, right? It's probably what, three or four feet wide or?
5: It's getting wide, Yeah.
6: Yeah. So, well, they're a big tree. Like typically, you'll, when you see them in the in the jungles or in their natural habitat, they're really quite big. They're a big tree. So, oh, I know it'd be like growing a blue spruce in your house, right? <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, you can play with it a bit. Like, but I wouldn't recommend taking more than two or three feet off at one time. Like, just come down to a joint. And then just take it down, and then it'll send out two or three new ones at that point. Uh-huh. And then you can let one grow up to be the new leader. Typically, same way we would do it with a spruce tree.
5: I see. Okay, then.
6: All right. And yeah. Good, that's thanks you're like, doing then, Meryl. Yeah. You're very welcome. And and then if you get it to that point, though, and even on the width too, you could take six inches or something all the way around the outside. Oh, you could. And eh? then yeah, and then let it thicken up again.
5: All right. Yeah, we're using that as a Christmas
6: tree now. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. No, actually, we, we always bring in a bunch at this time of year for people that want to have a live tree or whatever. So, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad hey, you're here. Merry to th- Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you too, Lou. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for your My time. My first Bye-bye. one of the year. Thanks. You too. Bye bye. <laughs> All right. Take care. Yeah and uh, and there is and sometimes if you and if you want to have something and it's and, and if, we, if there is a bit of a shortage on christmas trees there is other alternatives obviously you can go artificial there's uh, norfolk island pines they make great um, christmas trees and i know even the arrangements uh, chris is making the grinch trees and things like that so there's all kinds of uh, alternatives you can do and and when the, it, rather than spend a hundred bucks on a Christmas tree, if you get yourself a really nice Norfolk Island pine, you're going to have one for forever. You just have that gorgeous little Christmas tree, and uh, and uh, it'll just keep growing for you and look pretty awesome. And I'm just going to go to the text line. It says, "How do I prune?" A leggy jade plant. Well, they're pretty easy. And typically, if they get leg like that, I'm going to guess that it might need to get transplanted as well. But you can just take them right down. You could, like, even similar to what I talk about with shrubs outside, a rejuvenation, like you could take half of it away, like, just prune it down half, and it'll just send out all kinds of new shoots. And then if you want to start new ones off, some of those ones you cut off you can do that as well. So really, really quite easy, easy to do. Um, and what else do I got here? Well, I, actually, I was having someone chat about, uh, grapes and he switched to the, to the rage plus, and he didn't get quite the, the harvest of it this year. And, and, and typically on the grapes, you should, sh- should still see the same type of harvest, but I just recommended, Going back to the 15, 30, 15, get the true mineral, true get the phosphate. The grapes are a heavy feeder. Then there might not just be enough oomph in the Rage Plus to give it the production. So get get onto a good feeding program where you're on the 15, 30, 15, and then that way you're sure you're getting the minerals out of it as well. And uh, I love this one. It says, Boston ferns are the worst. They're the messiest plant I ever dealt with. They pack a triple whammy. Leaves fall like a blizzard. Long prickly stems can't be vacuumed and send fuzzy spore dust everywhere. Definitely on my naughty list. Ha, I I do, and I'm not sure if she's listening, but I, I again, I I have lots of plant memories when I was a kid. But uh, a good friend of mine, Dan Matley, um, his mom, Sylvia Matley, they, they always had a gorgeous Boston fern in the, and it was a north actually a south facing window and it always did great. It was right in the middle of their living room. Great big Boston fern. Did great. Sometimes if they're in the not the right spot and they do need to get trimmed up. So what I like to do is with my Boston ferns is just take it outside in the summer and just give it a really good shaking outside. Cause they do they, they grow and they get lots of old foliage and they, they do need that every so often. And when you get those things those little long stringy things coming off of them just go in there and trim them up because they need that as well so they can be if they kind of get left they could be that uh, that nasty one where they are the worst uh, enemy in your plant uh, friends but definitely um, they can also be the best friends so they they give that they clean the air really good they they help with the humidity in your house and they give you a little bit of that tropical feel and I love using Boston ferns outside. In the summertime, mixing them in with your shade plants, mix those in with begonias and things like that. Man, they look great outside. They just give you that little bit of a a shade garden, sort of that rainforest look in in your backyard. So, don't be afraid to utilize those if you can't find any of the the natural ferns or the perennial ferns. Like just pop in a big boston fern outside in the summer and just enjoy it and it'll give you a great little greenery in your shade gardens all winter long or all summer long and uh one other thing if you want to call me phone lines are wide open 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770 i'm going to take one more text here and and uh, actually, Dwight was to send me some pictures. He's got a bunch of pepper plants going in clumps of three. Should, and he goes, should I break them apart or grow them in clumps? I, I would, again, if you're growing, if you're starting to do any of that stuff, I would grow them separate. And I'd plant them a little bit deeper down to the bottom of the of the leaf, the, the lower one. And he, he was just asking, should I use a rooting hormone? I, I wouldn't, I would just use the like the higher middle number fertilizer again, like the 15, 30, 15 um, would be great for that. And uh and he has them under his lights, which is great. So I would just go ahead and uh and use that and and go from there. But right now I'm gonna take a break as well. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And I got uh, probably a lot of people doing this, so I thought I'll I'll do this quick text, and then I'll go to the phone lines. Um, Hello, I have begonia tubers and gladiola bulbs in the Rubbermaid bin for the winter. Should I hit it with a spray bottle occasionally? Um, Absolutely not. You just want to keep them cool, dark, and dry. Um, so, now that you're just storing them, they're probably nice and full, nice healthy bulbs. Make sure they're nice and clean. You might want to spray them with a fungus <coughs> fungicide or sprinkle, a little bit of um, the copper sulfate on them just to help keep any of the fungus away. But then just store them in that Rubbermaid thing, in, in some peat moss or cocoa moss or, or just a good potting soil. And just this, this keep them in a cool, dark place. And then you can bring them up in March or April, whenever you decide you want to plant them, and then they should be totally fine at that time. And right now, I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to chat with Les. Good morning, Les. Good morning. How are you? I'm Hello? doing great. I'm yeah. doing great. How can I help you?
10: Yes, I got a couple of questions. Uh, one take out and one put in. <laughs>
6: okay, I right, okay. can do that.
10: Uh, I'm looking at uh, purchasing a house up in Delburn, Alberta. Okay, My front yard has a fire hydrant in the front, and I would like to put in a couple fruit trees. How far away do I have to be from that hydrant?
6: Um, I think you just have to look at the municipal bylaws for there first and see what the legal planting restrictions are away from it. I wouldn't worry about the depth or anything, fruit trees, because a water line, that one will go straight down 8 to 10 feet deep. Um, to avoid any freezing in that, so you would be fine. The only thing yeah, I'd worry like, about is making sure that the that the, obviously the fire department or whoever needs it in an emergency has the proper access to it. Yeah, so. well,
10: it'd be able to access it from the front street. I want to come yeah. in farther. But I've heard that the yeah, little bit will go into it, eh?
6: Yeah, you'll be fine. Like, you, okay. you don't have to worry about roots and stuff like that. Okay. Like, if you're 15 feet away, you'll be fine.
10: Next question is, this place has a whole bunch of um, big fir trees, and they're trimmed up about, well, I don't know, 10 feet, 8, 10 feet off the ground. Now, yep. if I wanted to take them out, uh, what, what kind of problems will I have with the root system there if I want to plant something else? Do they put off that acid or anything like that?
6: Well, it, it's not really an acid, and that's a bit of a gardening myth. Um, they don't really make the, it acidic. They just they're they're pigs. They like, they take everything okay. out of the soil. Yeah. Like they take all the nutrients out. So well, that's the, the biggest out, problem. Though,
10: then, uh, they should be all right. I can put like a fruit tree in there too.
6: Yeah. After. So what you do if you're gonna remove any of the spruce trees, I would go down and do a full root removal and remove a foot or so of the soil as well. Like right. You'll have to dig out right. all those roots. Uh, get so a machine 50, in there, rip it out, 50, put some new loam. High, eh? Yeah, so absolutely, so you're going to have lots of roots, so I would just spend the extra money, get the bobcat in there, remove the roots at the same time, bring in some fresh loam, and then you'll be good.
10: They've got them planted uh, in the one spot there, they're about six feet apart, eh?
6: Yeah, which makes it tough.
10: Like a square, I don't know why they planted them in a square, but I think, I'm not, sorry to say, I'm not really a fir tree fan, but... uh, that's way too many for me in a, in a yard, like a small, well, not a small yard, it's a big corner lot. But
6: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, I know water, what you're saying. One or two is
10: fine, but not, not about 10.
6: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. Yep, no, just do that. You'll be fine.
10: Thank you, Merle. I appreciate it.
6: All right. Take care, Les. Yeah, thank you too.
10: You.
6: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I just need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and I just had a text. It just says, I planted an amaryllis using the method without soil. Um, So I'm assuming she has one of these vases that holds the bulb just above the water. The only thing with that, you got to just be careful that you don't have the water come up too much into the bulb. You want to have the water sit just just below the bulb and the roots will go down into it. And then uh, and she was just saying she noticed a little bit of white fuzz on the roots. If it's a healthy looking white fuzz, it's fine because that's typically a healthy thing for your roots, as long as it's not a mold looking. But if it's a nice white, bright white fuzz, I, I think you're going to be okay. And uh, and that's all I would do, and you should be totally fine with that. And right now, I'm going to go to the phone line. We'll pull up Audrey. Good morning, Audrey. Hi, Audrey.
11: Good morning, Merle. I've got Hi, a little... how are you? I'm fine. I've got a dilemma on my hand. I've got okay, let's... four beautiful flowering cactuses, the most beautiful kay. things. And they've bloomed three times this year already. And yeah. I went to switch the pots around, and I got a handful of salt in them. How to get all the salt out of this? I thought they were double pots, but they're not.
6: Huh. Are they the self-watering pots, or are they...
11: No, you have to water them, but uh, the water can't get out of them. I thought it had another pot in the bottom, but they don't, and the whole oh, thing okay. is full of salt.
6: So, and the nice thing is, um, cactus don't have very big root systems, so are so you, you going to put them into uh, new pots with drainage holes, or...
11: I'm going to, yeah, but how do I get all the salt out of them?
6: Well, so what you do is just when you pop them out of the soil, just, just brush that stuff off and because they'll have really small root systems so you can brush off a bunch of the old soil mm-hmm. and then just put them into the new pot with the new soil and you'll oh, be totally fine.
11: I won't have to rinse them or anything like
6: that. It just... No, no, you'll be fine. Oh. Just ensure that it has good drainage, get a nice potting soil, um, cactus soil if you like. Um, you can just use a reg- like a good potting soil works with cactus as well, and uh, and you'll be good to go. Oh, that's wonderful news! <laughs> yeah, and make sure it's not like if it it could be, it could be sometimes they put sand like too lots of sand in the soil and and maybe that's the salt. Uh, just make sure it's just sort of have a look. Make sure you have a close look.
11: Very good. righty. Thanks, thanks very much, Meryl.
6: All right. Thanks, Audrey.
11: Bye-bye.
6: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. right. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. And I'm just going to hit a couple more texts here. Ooh, I got – it sounds like the gentleman with Norfolk Island Pine, but this is a super healthy – it's one of the Janet Craig or it's one of the big variegated dracena. It's not the corn plant. Um, hello, this plant is getting too high. Can I cut it off in the middle or just prune it somehow? Y- yes, you can. And it's it's you can also you could probably start two or three new ones. So if you take sort of you count down, you know, one, two, three, four, seven, eight, nine, it's going down about ten sections on that and cut it and then pull off three or four sections of, of leaves, and then you can just stick that into the soil, like the stalk, and then if you want to take it down another eight or ten and then you could do the same and start a couple more sections of the plant and uh, and then just let it go from there. But it's doing, like, it loves where you have it. It seems to be doing a great job. Like, typically, you'll be missing leaves when you have a plant that's, like, it's hitting their ceiling, so it's close. It's almost eight feet high. Typically, you'll see plants that high, but they'll be missing a bunch of the bottom leaves. You got leaves right down at the bottom. So when you do cut it, you'll get two or three plants um, growth out of one spot so it'll send up two or three new shoots so it'll sort of come out like a u it'll look more like a yucca um, but you can definitely do that if you like and you'll be good to go and i just uh, got told it's time for a break one more for the news you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr
0: Mainly sunny and minus five in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Ryan O'Donnell. Quebec is reporting 1,211 new cases of COVID-19 today and 15 more deaths linked to the virus. The province recorded its highest single-day increase of COVID-19 cases yesterday with 1,448. The president of the Alberta Federation of Labour says the province needs to take a new approach to fighting the pandemic. Gil McCowan says Alberta is tackling COVID-19 by prioritizing the economy, an approach some Republicans are taking in the United States. It's been more than two years since 16 people died in the Humboldt-Broncos bus crash, and some parents are angry and disgusted that little has been done to make highways safer. Michelle Strachnitsky thinks seatbelts should have been installed and made mandatory on all buses. Global News Sky Tracker weather clearing this morning and a high of plus three. It's minus five degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11. I'm Ryan O'Donnell.
6: <clears throat> Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening and got a quick text question here. I'll go to And then I'm gonna go to Kelly on the phone lines. Um, If the tips on your house plants are turning brown, is that over or under watering? Um, It's actually just more of a a humidity thing a bit here in Calgary. It's just so dry, so we're gonna get the tips. It's also a little bit of salt buildup. So they just need a good flushing. Every so often, if you, if you don't always take it to the sink and, or or somewhere where you can flush it through, and I recommend that you do it sort of four times a year, if possible, sort of every four months to move your plant into somewhere where you can give it a good flushing. And then the summertime is a little easier. You can move them outside and, and do that. But you're always going to get a little bit of tip browning on them. And, and say a lot of that's just humidity getting moisture out to the thing and uh, ensuring that it just stays nice and green. So I would just uh, just ensure you're giving it a good thorough watering every so often. Let dry in between watering, but not too dry. And uh, I, I, again, that I, I say that with most plants. It's just let them dry in between waterings, and at that point you can water them. And some plants can go a little longer, but you don't necessarily always have to take them to the point of maximum dryness just because it's a cactus or a succulent. As long as the soil is dried out totally, on those succulents, cactus, things like that, you're more than, than able to give it some water. And, uh, and a lot of times they'll give you a little bit of blooms in that. If sometimes if they get a little bit more, they, they like to bloom for you once in a while. So that will definitely help with that as well. But right now I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to chat with Kelly. Good morning, Kelly.
10: Morning, Merle. How are you?
6: I'm doing great. How can I help you?
10: You had a little bit of a frog earlier, didn't you?
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ribbit. It's, it's just <laughs> so dry. It's Just trying to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just keep 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 <laughs> the fluids going. Keep drinking.
10: <laughs> yeah. The How guy can I help that you? Had that uh, when you were talking about Christmas trees earlier. Mm-hmm. Um. This. What we used to do with our Christmas trees is when we bought it, we'd stick it outside, but it would be in a bucket of water and some corn syrup. Yep. And that would keep it good until we wanted it.
6: <laughs> yeah, a lot of times they just freeze, though. Like, if you put them in the water, they're not really soaking anything up because that'll just freeze solid. But it definitely it doesn't hurt it. Um, and it's just when you bring it inside is really the important procedure is to do that fresh cut. And then and ensure that you have a good reservoir so it can drink lots of water. because so I know, like we bring in really good, healthy um, Fraser fur, and they just they'll drink like crazy. It's uh, it's amazing how much they'll drink. So
10: yeah, so yeah. I just thought I'd throw mm-hmm.
6: that out there. Yeah, no. And I remember some of the people use Seven Up, uh, a little bit of sugar, ginger ale. I think anything can be sweet. But the biggest thing is is ensuring that um, it has water is the biggest thing. And then that will ensure that it's going to stay nice and healthy through the season for you. All right. Yep. Well, thanks, Kelly. Thank you, Al. All right. Take care. Yeah, Bye-bye.
10: Thank you.
6: Bye. All right. Got a couple texts here. It says, good morning. I've been fertilizing my amaryllis plant and looking after it all summer. Then I put it in to be dormant, and now I brought it out, and it looks like I'm getting leaves and no stalk. Should I give it some fertilizer? If so, what type? And it's Carolyn from Fernan. and I would um, sometimes if you're going to get all the leaves first, you might not get blooms because a lot of times they'll send out their bloom first. But what you can do, Carolyn, is, is give it some 15, 30, 15. Try and find something with a high middle number and see if you can get it. It just maybe didn't get to download or didn't fertilize it before you made it go dormant. Um, again with the high middle number because you just need to build up that phosphate in it so that way it's able to um, just build, have that phosphate so when it goes in the, the next time it blooms, it has the right micronutrients so it's able to produce those big blooms because you got to imagine it needs a lot of food. It's just, it's sending up that big bloom so it's going to take lots of energy. So that's, it, it definitely needs that. So give that a try. One more here. Looking at overseeding my lawn with a tall fescue for drought resistant in the spring. I see there have been better cultivars developed in the States, darker green. Um, we have one. It's called Ecolon. Lawn. It's a blend of seven different fescues. It's phenomenal. And it's a Canadian company. Um, we're one of the only distributors that uh, we, count, we sell tons of it. We have lots of people who have used it. And it's been great. It's called Eco Lawn, and uh, it works really, really good. And it's that drought resistant tall fescue. Doesn't need a lot of mowing. Is that grow? But the only thing when you are growing a fescue, it needs a bit of water to get going first, like to get it to germinate and to grow um, to get it going. It does need a little bit more water and a little bit of patience. But once it's in, it's great. And it's a really nice, fine looking grass. So, um, so. Anyways, so yes, there is some good Canadian cultivar of seeds um available in the fescues, which I, I find Canada has a higher grading system than the Americans for the seeds. Even in the packaged seeds, that's why we've we've stuck with um all the Canadian brands um with the West Coast and And uh, wild rose heritage seeds, just I find them a lot better seeds, and they're just a a little hard graving system is a little bit more uh, strict on that kind of thing. And here we got one more. I always get my carrot seeds planted too close together. Do you have any suggestions on planting them to get better spacing? Um, One thing is seed tape, and it's a little bit more money, but definitely that, that will help. And if you spread it out, and it, it already has them spaced out, some people make their own seed tape. Like they just start out with a, a strip of uh, even toilet paper or something like that, and you just sprinkle the seeds out on there first. Fold it over, wet wet it a little bit, and just sort of do it in six or eight inch. Um, Lengths, and then you put that out into the garden, or you just have to thin them out when they first come up. You just got to thin them as they go. They're just such tiny little seeds, so I know what you're saying, Bill. It's a it's a tough to make sure it's uh, it's doing that. So just just make sure you just just be a little bit more diligent. You can either get one of those seeding um, little tools that you can just uh, you put the seed in, they just tap it, and it has different size holes that you let out so less seed out at one time. Um, That will definitely help as well. But right now, if you'd like to join me on the phone lines, they are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening, Emerald Coombs, and I'm just going to go. I just answered a text uh, regarding a lemon and a lime, and uh, these guys, they have a great-looking lime and a lemon. Um, The lemon looks a little healthier than the lime. The lime looks like the leaves are starting to curl up. I also would maybe just check for some bugs in those ones that are curling up, but what I'd recommend is on the lime and the lemon is just to transplant them into They look like they just need a bigger pot. Um, I get them into a good um, clay pot um, with good drainage with a saucer on the bottom like you got underneath um, the plastic ones there. And it just looks like it's ready to be transplanted and then fertilized once a month with 30, 10, 10, and, and you'll be good to go. Mine is just, I'm amazed how many blooms it just continues to get. Like right now, there's like I so said, 8 to 10 lemons on it. And uh, and then just a whole set of blooms to set and bud for next year already. So it, it's good to see. Um, I got it on a good cycle. But it made a big difference when I transplanted it. Um, that really helped a lot. But right now, I'm going to go to the phone lines and chat with John. Good morning, John.
3: Well, good morning over there or down there. Good How are today? you doing?
6: Yeah. It's gorgeous, eh? It is.
3: Uh, every year I ask you, but what is the a, uh, kind of the recommended best healthy plants for indoor that uh, kind of improves your internal uh, air and things like that?
6: Well, a lot of them say like the pothos is a really good one. Um, the Boston fern is another really good one. It, it cleans the air really nicely. Um, the sense of area plant is is another good one, um, and you, you try and find ones that are fairly easy to look after as well, right? So the big monstera is another good one, big leaf on it like that. Um, so there's there's I think having any of the plants in your in the house is good, John. Because they they're taking up the carbon monoxide and uh, and giving the and breathing out the oxygen for you. So yeah. I, uh, I it's always good to have a few plants in the house and it just. It helps keep it a little bit vibrant, and it's just nice seeing some greenery,
3: oh okay, do so you uh, yeah uh, have different names this year than you've had last year. I just wondered uh, um
6: well yeah, I guess there's there's what? there's lots of different ones that that hmm. you can use though John is there one that you're looking for in particular
3: uh, was it the snake was it a snake plant yeah, yeah that's, a a snake plant. that's a sense
6: of ar- yeah, that's the sense of area, so that's the same one.
3: Oh, okay, you're just using the technical term. Thank you.
6: Yeah, well, I guess lately it just seems everybody's gone away. You don't, you don't know if I'm allowed to say mother-in-law's tongue anymore. I don't want to get in bad books with all the mother-in-laws, right?
3: Oh, okay.
6: <laughs> you have to be politically correct, even in this flat world nowadays, right?
3: That's the so, same way you're making cake. Yeah. The church people can't say sex in a pan anymore for
6: no, but for that real that's, delicious that's, that's cake, yeah. It, it's a really good cake. Um, <laughs> yes. But yeah, no. So that's the snake plant. Mother in sense of area. Yes. So that oh, is the... cake, okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So and, same one. I'm still on track, John. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Anything else? Snow
3: farming, is it? Uh, I guess you can do that anytime, I suppose.
6: Absolutely. Anytime after that nice snowfall we get. And right now in these warm days, you can sort of see where it melts quicker. So if you have any... Any extra snow left in your yard in the shadier spots, um, put them around your plants in those sunny spots along the foundation, underneath your spruce trees, around your evergreens, is uh, is great.
3: I noticed just looking in my uh, underneath my big well, you've known my big trees there.
6: Yeah.
3: There's about a ten foot uh, circle there, and there's completely clear. So I I should. Oh, absolutely! Co- it up. It
6: heats up. Yeah, you know, and it, and they don't get a lot underneath those spruce trees. So anything you can throw underneath there, John, is uh they greatly appreciate it. So um okay. so
3: Well you we appreciate your show, oh, I'll tell you that. You
6: yeah, should. no, know I I love doing it. It's uh my Sunday morning tradition, so I, I totally totally love it. Look forward to it every Sunday.
3: You're a so, great asset to the city. Thank you, Merle.
6: Thanks, John, appreciate it. Take care, thanks. my friend. And you too. All right, thank you. Bye bye. All right. And maybe I'll go to Allison. Good morning, Allison. Good morning, Hi. Allison.
9: Hi, good morning. Hi there. Hi. How are you?
6: I'm doing good. How can I help you?
9: Okay, so I have um a question in addition to this uh the lemon tree. Yeah. Um when I'm potting it up, what kind of pot should I be putting it in? Do they like a deep pot or do they yeah, like... Yeah,
6: they do. Okay. They like a taller, narrower, like a cylinder type pot. Okay, okay, good. They prefer that, like sort of just something that's a little bit taller and a little skinnier, not a big, big wide pot. So they do prefer that. And then just a good potting soil, like just a good tropical plant soil Okay. is, is perfect for them.
9: And is it like
6: do they prefer a clay or a plastic they do prefer a clay pot Um, most of your plants do they just can breathe a lot more it helps with the root system and so any of the even like the glazed pottery that you can get and and most of the pots and if if you do go plastic just make sure it has good drainage because there's some really nice plastic pots out there nowadays or Or just I don't understand. Call them plastic, but it's the polymer or some. They're just there's some really nice ones that look a lot better than the old cheap plastic ones that used to be available. Mm -hmm. So,
3: um,
6: and they've made them. Oh, sorry. No, and they've put them with a lot of infrastructure. So a lot of those are self-watering as well. So if you can go that route as well.
9: Okay, if I was to go with like a plain terracotta pot, is there a way to? Because they dry out so fast, is there yeah. a way to extend that? Like where you're not having, to, like where they don't dry out. I would go out? a
6: little bit. Just try and get a bigger pot, then. Like just move okay. to maybe one size up. Go like a twelve or a fourteen inch clay oh, pot. Okay,
9: good idea. Okay.
6: And then that way you have a you have a bigger mass of soil.
9: Mm-hmm. All right.
6: And and then if you're watering once a week, just give it a good water, and just make sure you have. Uh, make sure you have a proper tray underneath, especially with the terracotta, so it's not wrecking the floor in your house and stuff like
9: that. Yeah, exactly. All right, and another question that I have, the big question is, I bought a eucalyptus from your place in the spring, and it had two things coming out, and I potted it up, and then I've been watering it, and I kept it in the sunshine all summer in a window, and it just doesn't seem to grow. One of them died, and it's just really not growing. It's not really doing much of anything. You,
6: and you you transplanted it into a into a new pot.
9: Yeah, I did. It wasn't much bigger. Okay. It was just a little bigger. Okay.
6: Yeah. So you want to go a little bit bigger, actually? Because I actually I pulled mine out. I I use them outside because we we usually bring them in in the spring, and we grow them as um, companion plants for for our plants for our outdoor oh, pots.
9: Are they uh, just for like a decoration or do they... Yeah, so you just add them
6: in with your petunias and stuff like that. Yeah, so they kind of give you that foliage color. Oh, okay. So I did that in mine. And then in the fall here, when some of the other stuff froze, my my cannabinoids froze Mm -hmm. and I had eucalyptus in there, I dug them out of the pot and I brought them in the house. So I put three of them into a nice big pot. And they're just growing really quite well. So they just Hmm. need, need a fair bit of light. Okay. And just the same thing with the, with your with your citrus plant. Just get them into some nice, good soil. A deep pot. And, uh, yeah, and the same thing, a clay pot is better for them as well. All and right. then maybe just start out with some good soil. Okay. All right. And what
9: about fertilizer? Uh, same number for, 30, the... 10,
6: 10 for the— Thirty, ten, ten 30, 10, for your citrus. Uh-huh. And, and you can use the same on the eucalyptus. It won't hurt it at all.
9: Perfect. All righty. Okay. Thank you so much, Anything Mara? else?
6: No, All right. that's
9: good enough for me today. Thank you so awesome. much. Awesome. Thanks, for your time. Allison. Enjoy your show. Thank
6: you. Peace. Thank you.
8: Bye-bye.
6: Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Well, that was a good call, and I should probably just take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go to my probably my last caller of the day, and I got a bunch of text as well. That I'll try and get through. I'm just going to go to the phone lines and chat with Cassie. Good morning, Cassie.
11: Good morning, Merle. How are you?
6: I'm doing good. How can I help you?
11: Well, I have a bunch of expired um, vitamin supplements, and okay. I was just I was wa- uh, wondering if I could like add them to. Uh, like crush them and add them to my watering of my shrubs and plants in the summer
6: what 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 kind of vitamins
11: okay, I've got calcium I've got b fifty c and magnesium
6: yeah i i just think I don't think I'd do too much of anything. You could probably use the calcium. it'd probably be fine for the for your tomatoes and things like that. Mm-hmm. um the magnesium you could just crush them up and then mix it into your soil. Um, I'm oh, not too hmm. sure on the other one if it's going to do anything, but if they're all this sort of a natural thing, just as long as you're not dumping five pounds of vitamins no. <laughs> on, on one plant or something and say, no. here you go, grow, grow. Oh, I was
3: thinking maybe
11: a couple of tablets to the water or something. Yeah, or
6: like after yeah if you crush them up, it uh, uh, won't do any harm. But keep the keep the calcium. If you grow tomatoes, um, especially if you're growing some of the bigger varieties, Mm-hmm. Um, it'll really help with that blossom and rot. Oh, so what about C, vitamin C. Um, I I don't think it's going to do any harm. Again, as like, long as you're not pounding in like three pounds of it, if you have a few things here and there, um, mm-hmm. mix it in with water and then sprinkle around your thing. It's not going to hurt, but mm-hmm. I'm not no, sure if it's going to do any good either. So <laughs> I guess right. it's a safer way than just dumping them down the toilet or whatever, right? So. Oh
11: no, we don't want
6: to do that. So, um, what about yeah. the B, vitamin B fifty? Is that any? I don't like again. I'm not sure. I don't think it's going to do any harm, um, okay. but just again, don't get too much concentration in any one spot. And uh, so, okay, I, I, I'm not too sure. It. You might want to just even Google that, maybe to um getting rid of uh, safe way of of disposing of vitamins. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, I, I don't know what they, I just know the calcium and the magnesium are fine. That'll help your plants. Uh-huh. Um, but the other ones, I'm not too sure what else is all mixed in, the B12 and all that stuff. So you just got to be careful not to get too much too much of one good thing in there.
11: Okay. Thank you very much.
6: All right. Thanks, Cassie. And that thank one, uh, that's, that's a good question I haven't had before. So thank you.
11: That's good. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm
6: unusual. <laughs> that's good. No, hey, if we're all the same, it'd be pretty boring. Oh, for right. sure.
3: Bye all right. Now. Thanks,
6: Cassie. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, that's uh, it for another week. So I just want to thank everybody for participating and uh, stay safe out there. Let's all do our part this next couple of weeks and uh, let's get a hold of this uh, uh, virus so we can get back to a little bit of normality. And, uh, and so just stay safe out there and I'll be back next week and we'll get our garden on right here on 770 CHQR.